Hello and welcome back to Unleash Your Peace. My name is Ali Shoja. I am your host. I'm a positive mindset coach, a personal transformation expert, a deliberate creator, and your peace trainer. And Unleash Your Peace, this podcast over here, is your peace training. It's where we dive into different aspects about the internal world every single week because that's exactly where your joy resides, your peace, your uh, creativity, everything that you love about life is within you. And we want to unlock that. We want to unleash it because when you live from this place of joy and peace and connectedness to that infinite beingness of you, that non-physical potential of you, you don't just incrementally improve the quality of your life, you actually exponentially innovate every aspect of your experiences on this physical plane. You become whole, you become the powerful creator you have come here to be, and you become an uplifter in your family, in your community, and that trickles out into the world at large. This is our wish for you. This is our wish for everyone on this planet because that's essentially how we level up as a human race. We enter the next stage of our evolution when we live in this way. Now, today I am joined by my fellow co-host and peace trainer, Nilu Naderi. Happy spring, everyone. Happy spring. And we have another really incredible guest for you. This individual over here, Jamie Wozni, is a healer who has healed herself. This is actually how she got into this kind of work. She healed herself and then started healing everyone around her. And we cannot wait to dive into dialogue with her. There's so many different things we can talk to her about today. We'll try to keep it really concise and to the point and not with a lot of tangent. It's going to be hard, Jamie. I, I'm, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. It's going to be hard. There's so many questions we have for you. But let's dive in. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Just tell us a little bit bit about yourself and how you got into the healing space. Well, thanks for thanks for that wonderful introduction. I like hearing it's cool to hear how you say that too because I always say I am my own greatest canvas. Long story short, about 8 years ago, just was dealing with chronic illness and had started when I was about 7. And I was on anxiety medication and um, birth control, all of that for like 13 years to balance everything out. Came off the medication, got really sick, didn't know what was going on. And at first, it was a desperation to get better um, because for me at the time, Western medicine, it was great in its time and place, um, but it was a Band-Aid to a deeper issue for me. So when I came off the medication, it started out where I would explore energy healing and then meditation mm. and then all these emotional healing techniques. And what started out as a desperation then became a curiosity and a fascination and a passion. And I was like, wow, this stuff really works. And it turned me into a teacher because I, I saw how impactful it was in my life and I really wanted to share it with others. So now, fast forward eight years later, I do, um, I'm a life coach 
And I also teach meditation. I teach about 30 classes a month, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I teach at a center. And then I also go to different corporations because businesses need this mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. You know, um, and I and I love tr doing training. So I love to empower people to teach um, in groups. So I do do one-on-one -on -one sessions, but I do trainings for Reiki. And then I do animal communication now, mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite things. So I've kind of like spilled over into the animal kingdom. But the funny thing about the animal is it's I do work with them but it ends up healing the owner as well yeah. so it's this kind of like if the owner isn't ready to heal the animal comes to me and helps the owner he heal as well which is that really is cool. amazing wow. yeah that's amazing that's pretty cool so that's what I do <laughs> yeah and uh the way we met was serendipitous <laughs> yes it was really interesting yes yes <laughs> yeah so uh, for those of you who only know me through Peace Unleashed, I actually have a company, media company called Embold Media. And a few years ago, I made a short film mm -hmm. called Trapped that was about a serial killer mm -hmm. whose first victim was his mother. And uh, because she was abusive towards him and so forth. So when he's a teenager, he kills his mother and then he kills all the women who somehow uh, remind him of her mm -hmm. in some way <laughs> and, and yeah so <laughs> so very very intense film very difficult acting uh job and the person who portrayed jeremy the serial killer was none other than your super sweet kind generous boyfriend mm -hmm. <laughs> ryan yeah that's my boo <laughs> But, but it was really wonderful because I feel like we cast him in the film. He was brilliant in it. He was absolutely brilliant in it. But a uh, really wonderful side product of that was mm -hmm. us meeting yeah. and our friendship that blossomed out of that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We, we hit it off and <laughs> talking all of our spiritual, you know, yeah. meanderings. and Yeah, I think... The first time I met you, Jamie, was at the screening that we were hosting, mm -hmm. and you came. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah and then all of us, off. and then we did some stuff on our own, and Ryan was like, oh, you're hanging out with them by <laughs> yourself? And I was like, yeah, it's with fine. The producer? We're friends now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, we're friends. He's got quite the range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and Ryan have been dating for quite some time, mm -hmm. and you've been through a lot of ups and downs, and we thought that in this episode, perhaps we can focus a little bit on that relationship. What does a conscious relationship look like? Mm -hmm. Because that's what you're cultivating. And also, we found out that you broke up for about six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you broke up and you got back together. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we break up with somebody, we do it in such a messy way mm -hmm. that it destroys any possibility of a friendship even, mm -hmm. or any possibility of ever getting back together so right. that in and of itself is such an incredible accomplishment which brings up the question how did you decouple mm -hmm. that allowed for that personal growth to happen mm -hmm. and to now come back and be in a relationship again and have the relationship be deeper and more connected and more loving than ever before. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and I think the, the, the leaving part has to be done from a place of wisdom mm -hmm. because there's always two parts of us. There's 
our mind, you know, which wants to run the show. And then there's going to be two parts acting at the same time, right? So our mind and then our wisdom. And it was always the wisdom that still brought kindness in, Mm -hmm. still knew that you love the other person. And the ego wants to come in and say something mean or say something inappropriate. And you you just, you have to be the witness. You have to sit from that place of wisdom and not say the things that your mind wants to say to the person. I think it's just, I don't know if there's any right or wrong way now that I'm thinking about it to exit the situation, but knowing that there is a place within you that knows exactly what it is that you need to do to leave the situation so that if there ever is a chance for it to come back into your life, you're, you haven't like destroyed the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jamie, so obviously you're you're a healer mm-hmm. and a mindful person. What's Ryan's practice? And you know, do you think it's necessary for that other person to also kind of be on this path? I love this conversation because this is so near and dear to me. Yes and no. Um, what I've come to see and what I've read in the you know nine years that I've been doing the healing work is that it takes one person. Mm-hmm. It takes one person to be in a state of love, in a state of forgiveness, in a state of kindness or compassion for the other person to feel it. It's mm. so easy for us to just be like, oh, I'm this enlightened person, and but the other person's acting like a jerk, and if they were acting kind, then I could be kinder, which of course, right. that's what our mind says. But really, if you want to go deep and you want to, it's the like... Uh, not playing the kids games anymore and the shit or get off the pot time. <laughs> you can stand there as yeah. as a witness and say, okay, that person's in pain. They're experiencing anger. I just did a class on this, not taking things personally. I see it as like we're in our own little George Jetson bubbles. We're in our own mm-hmm. little separate realities. And if somebody dips to anger or insecurity or defensiveness, which can cause us in a relationship to go to the defend attack, defend attack, you need one person to be strong enough in their wisdom, in their space, in their spirit, to just observe it and identify it and go, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, they're in their pain. I'm just going to let that pass. And I know that their spirit will pop back online after Mm -hmm. the pain has passed. And what most relationships do on earth in this present day is it's ego to ego. It's, It's pain. Now, I'm not saying my pain isn't triggered because I'll stand there he'll be angry or whatever. And I'll start to get like, well, what, you know, why are you acting like that towards me? I'm the innocent bystander. I didn't do anything. (laughs) Right. But then I step back that Mm -hmm. we are not our thinking. That has been the greatest gift for me in this relationship. So Mm -hmm. I feel it. I have the visceral reaction, but I don't act on it. I stand as much as I can is maintain that strength. And I step back and I go, okay, he's where he is. And the interesting thing I've noticed is that when I observe it, he pops back quicker. Mm. It doesn't get messy. People think that, you know, relationships need to be 100% joyful and positive and blissful right. all the time. And maybe they are. I-, I don't know. Maybe they are. But that if if it is messy from time to time, you don't have to get involved in the mess. And if you accidentally get involved into the mess, then you're human. Okay, great. I got involved in the mess. But that's the beautiful thing about the human experience is that the mess always settles. And there is this wisdom that pops on and you get a redo all the time. I think, I I don't know, I think Ryan read this somewhere once that this couple, I think that, I don't know, they were lived until their hundreds or something and they were together a really long time and they were asking what their secret was. And it said, one of us was always in love with the other, even if the other wasn't. It's just a back and forth of one person being strong enough to be constantly like forgiving or in their wisdom. 
in their higher perspective of the relationship, even if the other person's buried in the sand and you kind of take that role on for each other. And just to kind of dig in there a little bit more, I don't know the situation with you and Ryan, but like, Mm -hmm. let's say one person is always that person. Yeah. Does it become exhausting? How do you kind of recharge? And that was me. That was my personal situation because we're both spiritual in our own ways, but I'm the one that's in it all day, every day. I'm teaching this. I'm fascinated by it. I'm constantly aware. So I would say I was probably the one that was stronger in that for a while, but with him not even knowing it, he would always say things like, "Um, Jamie, you know, everything ebbs and flows. Everybody goes Mm -hmm. through moods. It doesn't mean you have to act on it. Mm -hmm. So his wisdom was speaking, you know, in ways that... um, That's a very profound statement. Whether he could see it or not. And so I came to the conclusion, wow, your man's more spiritual than you realize. You're labeling yourself (laughs) as self-righteous and like, you got this, but... I had that similar experience. Like in my last relationship, I was more, you know, kind of deeper in this journey. I had Mm -hmm. been doing this work longer, Mm -hmm. but he would make statements similar to that from Mm -hmm. time to time and like whoa he's pretty profound and one Mm -hmm. of them was you know when you worry about something you're basically living it twice Mm -hmm. you're living Mm -hmm. the worry when you're worrying about it Mm -hmm. and then if it were to happen you're living it again totally and it 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 was so profound but like it was basically just like kind of his motto so i think in that sense you may people may feel like they're the ones always kind of carrying that being that person sure but but really, in reality, it's that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I can relate to that feeling. And if anybody's listening that has that feeling too, because the little kid in me would be like, "Well, I'm giving all of this. I've come into this family to heal my family, and now I'm the one healing my relationship. <laughs> and you know, don't I get any credit, or don't I get any love, or you know?" Break. But yeah, exactly. But we, at the end of the day, here's the George Judson bubble thing again. We're only ever feeling our own love within us so it's Mm -hmm. marianne williams says this and i think it's brilliant it's like we either close our heart or open our heart and we're feeling our open heart or our closed heart and because we live in a human reality it looks like it's coming from the other person but they're just reflecting it back to us and if they're in a in a more heart-centered space obviously we feel it's stronger so we can feel it with certain friends and people Mm -hmm. more than others but it's us feeling ourselves so it's just observing when that kid comes in and goes i want credit for this why do i have to always be the one that's showing up and doing the work your spirit doesn't think that your wounded kid does so then on another here we go deeper spiritual level step back and observe the kid you know oh there's my little kid that wants credit there's my little kid that thinks i'm doing all the work if you look back at like a kid that's like three or four or five and they're just lighting up a room and making people happy they're not going like oh somebody gonna give me credit for being the cutest baby today Like, I've made so many people smile, and no one is like, thank you so much for making us all smile, and I'm pissed off now. It's like free therapy. Yeah, Yeah, but that's us. Same with animals. They don't care. They do not care if you give them credit. That is us, right? The rose. We're like, oh, you're so beautiful. It doesn't care. It just exists. Mm -hmm. And we're so caught up in our mind in the illusion of needing credit. But like, Mm -hmm. that's where call yourself out constantly. That's what I do in this relationship is like, oh, needing credit again. And -hmm. when we call ourselves out, the thought has a chance to pass and leave because Mm -hmm. thought energy moves, as you guys know. And then your spirit, your wisdom that I was speaking about before comes on. And then you guys can love each other. No credit needed. You know, it's just like learning to override all that old nasty, nasty program that And then all the other couples around us are acting the same way. So we're like, but 
everybody's doing this, right? So I should <laughs> be able to be the way. This must be the way. Yeah. But we look back to what is natural, not what is normal. Right. right. Nature, animals, kids, us when our minds calm. Yep. I love that. We we turn to what is natural mm-hmm. and not what is normal. Yeah. What a what a beautiful sentence that is. Yeah. If somebody is stuck mm-hmm. in that sort of thought pattern in that quote-unquote righteousness Mm -hmm. and they see themselves as constantly being the one who's doing the giving or Mm -hmm. being the one who's doing the compromising and being the one who is the better party Mm -hmm. so to speak Mm -hmm. in this relationship (laughs) it's like I'm not uh, they're getting so much more in this relationship than I'm getting Mm -hmm. you know and yet why can't I ask for what I want and Mm -hmm. so these are kind of the thought patterns that happen that lead to those very destructive, explosive decoupling. Yeah. So how do you kind of coral that and pull that leash a little bit and, mm-hmm. and keep it under control and keep it from destroying the relationship? And the mm-hmm. reason I'm asking that is because in those moments, we feel very much justified Yeah. in the way yeah. we're behaving yep. and in the pain that we are inflicting because we falsely believe that we have to make them somehow pay, mm-hmm. right, for what we deserve. But it has a negative effect on us that mm-hmm. we don't realize and we don't anticipate because giving and receiving are the same. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. we give that amount of pain in this decoupling, then we collect all of that guilt from it. And then we replay that same scenario in future episodes Mm -hmm. over and over until we're able to heal it. But Mm -hmm. because we don't know what's actually happening, we think that now we're cursed or we don't deserve love or whatever. So so we're creating all sorts of problems for ourselves by behaving in this way. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially in our best interest to decouple consciously and mm-hmm. lovingly, mm-hmm. right? To yeah. put that ego aside. But how do you do that? Mm-hmm. There's so many things I wanted to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> one, I one of the greatest mantras that helps me, would you rather be right or happy? I love yep. that. It's I huge. I love that, yes. And you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging path for some of us, but we have to go through some suffering, I, I guess, sometimes to finally wake up one day and go, like, this isn't, working. I don't Mm want to feel like this anymore. Because sometimes when people have that like little minimal suffering in the relationship, it doesn't look like a problem enough to realize that something needs to change. So I think because it did get so uncomfortable, it it just it wakes you up. And so my my advice would be or my my thought would be awareness and suspicion. So another thing I always talk about What do you mean by suspicion? Suspicion and curiosity of your old thought patterns. I always have the phrase to like, is this useful? Is this helpful? Mm. Bring it into a meditation, Mm. sit with it. I'll put it out in front of me. So like, for example, if it's um, a disappointment, that was a big one I used to have with us. So I'd I'd sit and I'd kind of look and I'd put disappointment out in front of me. And so that I wasn't the disappointment. It wasn't so close to home. Mm-hmm. It's the space that brings the healing. So I'd pop it out in front of me and I'd look at it in the meditation. I'd go, oh, that's disappointment thinking. There's yeah. no information in that. There's no clue or message in that. Because we think the disappointment thinking is throwing us a message going, Ugh, 
I'm in a relationship that is not, right. you know, this person's disappointing me. But the the greatest healer, and I, I'm going to keep coming back to this, is the awareness that we are doing it to ourselves. I um, love that. Yeah. We are innocently, though. I teach a self-compassion class, so please, like, look <laughs> at it through those lens, those glasses. But we're innocently doing it to ourselves at all. This is life. We're either caught up in our thinking, suffering, mm-hmm. or we're living in life, we're living in wisdom. We're living with the flow of our spirit, of the oneness of who we are for everybody's highest good. And that might be decoupling, that might yeah. be whatever it is that it is, but it really is just calling yourself out constantly and getting curious of, is this coming from the other person? Because one day I feel a certain way about them and one day I don't. You can do an exercise too. If you feel this way 100% of the time, then it's coming from the outside. But I guarantee you there's moments Mm -hmm. where there's even 1% where you don't always feel that way. Like when we're given diagnoses and disorders and, you know, am I this way all the time or is there that 1%? Mm -hmm. And when I realized like I wasn't 100% disappointed all the time in him. Can I give you guys an example? Oh, yeah, please. Okay, so Absolutely. we run, this was huge. I actually, I wrote a whole article about it because it was so huge for me. We were on vacation and I was wrapped up in disappointment thinking. I mean, my mind was like, God, like some women get coffee in bed and <laughs> <laughs> my mind was on one. I and have like, so many comments right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and like one of his family members like brought a towel out for his girlfriend. And I was like, I wish he would like brought it, bring a towel out for me when it's raining my mind was on one this is our mind so I thought it was coming from the outside world I didn't realize I was in my own George Jetson bubble experiencing my thinking because we feel our thinking so I got suspicious and that's what I think sets our relationship apart from others is because people just let it ride they go this is normal this is reality and again it's innocent we don't know to do that yeah Um, and people mistake the thought yeah. for a gut feeling yes, or for this is the reality because this is how I'm feeling. Totally. And it is, and in there, it's a learning curve. You got to figure out what your mm-hmm. wisdom is and what thinking is, but most of the time it's thinking. And I, as pissed off as I was, I said to myself, you know that when you feel uncomfortable, it's mm-hmm. coming from your thinking. Yeah. So I did the little meditation. I said, you're caught up in disappointment thinking there's no message. There's no clue. This isn't about anything. It isn't useful. It's your little kid acting up. Give it a little space. What if this isn't coming from him? The wildest thing happened. The disappointment thinking left because I didn't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. When we think we need the thinking, that's the only reason it stays. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't need it anymore. All of a sudden, guess who was in love with her boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to have children with him in my mind. I was like, I want to marry him. His family's so lovely. Couldn't keep my hands off of him. Same exact person. Same exact boyfriend. Same situation. And the sadness. You change. Yes, I changed because I let wow. go of my disappointment thinking. Yeah. Now, mind you, next week, disappointment thinking popped up again. <laughs> That coffee. Yeah, right? <laughs> totally. Um, he does bring me coffee now. So. <laughs> but like when your energy changes, so here's yeah. the kicker. When your energy changes, they don't feel this pressure or this neediness mm. from you. And he's able just yeah. to be himself, which is ironically the person that brings coffee in bed but if he's feeling this pissed off for me he's not going to want to act that way so we're in these little tantrums with our significant other wanting them to be a certain way when if we just let them breathe 
Um, I just read in Eckhart Tolle's, I think it was in A New Earth, that true love in a relationship is not wanting anything. Oh, yes. Like on the deepest level. And many, yes. that's rare. Many yeah. of us don't know that. But yeah. that's what I'm working towards. I'm like, why not? And I catch myself if there's mm -hmm. any neediness because we're looking to fill a void. Yeah. Yeah. It's wanting to be with each other and not needing to be with each other. And there's a there's a fine line there. That's my advice is just really get suspicious. Stop. Look. Don't let it win. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel like going against the grain. You might mm -hmm. have to do it over and over again. You've you've spent your whole life learning it this way and you you're also in a society where relationships are mm -hmm. this way and all your girlfriends are going out to happy hour like oh yeah girl that is so disappointing you do deserve that oh, yeah. you yeah. should get that and then you're having it reaffirmed yeah. yeah and it's putting your foot down would i rather be right or happy mm -hmm. and it's also suspending your belief and looking past the physical mm -hmm. of i'm a person that believes in miracles that believes in magic that believes in the unseen and the unknown and i hold space for that even yeah. if i'm pissed off and i go yeah i know i'm so angry at him right now and i can't even imagine in the world that i could love him because yeah. i'm so angry yeah and i don't even want to be putting this prayer out because i'm so angry but if it's possible let me see it yeah. Even through my anger. And I am surprised time and time and time yeah. again when that my thinking that leaves and I love him. As I heal, I love him. It, yeah. You know, and that could sound like weird, but it is. It's you opening your heart yeah. and healing. You know, you're in a relationship with your own insecurities with the other person because yeah. you're in your own little George Judson bubble. But they give you a chance. Here, this is the conscious relationship. They give you a chance to see where you're sticky, mm. you know, where you're off. Yeah. You already carry, I already carried that anger within me. You know, I want to be this light, fluffy little like light worker being, which I am. Part of me is. <laughs> yeah. But there was always also the rageful kid that didn't get the attention she wanted as a child. Ryan was able to show me that I still had that in me and gave me mm -hmm. the opportunity to heal that. So you can look at your relationship as this spiritual assignment yep. or you can live in human world and be pissed off all the time. You're not mm -hmm. getting what you need. So and and yes, I do. Of course, I think it's stronger when both people catch on, which now, you know, he is more. He's reading all the same books. We're going to a couples therapist who talks about these things. So both of us are he's constantly crossed he's crossed over. <laughs> <laughs> both of us are constantly going, you know what? I'm caught up in my thinking. Can I have some yeah, space? Yeah, yeah. Or this isn't, you know, we we narrate it and talk about it. But yeah. until the other person catches on, um, or maybe they don't have to just know you are enough to to switch this you are your energy bleeds over into everything that you're doing so every true. person that you're with and just with love with compassion gentleness kindness and patience keep calling your ego out it isn't who you are it's a program in your brain you didn't do anything wrong um and i'm just oh there's that disappointment thinking again yeah. and maybe mm -hmm. it stays around all day and you're like i'm doing the thing jamie said and i'm still pissed okay Great. Keep mm -hmm. calling it out. Be patient with it. You can't time how long it's there, but it will leave as you, if you continue to just go, what is real? What is not real? Mm -hmm. And you get curious and you mm -hmm. open your mind. Even, I mean, I might not even know how to tell you to do this, but open your mind to knowing your wisdom and mm -hmm. to knowing your ego. And you will go on the path of starting to decipher what is my mind? What is my wisdom? So there's a lot of like, just knowing yourself. And oh like my kind gosh. Of knowing yeah. your patterns. And what you said earlier about bringing this appointment out and kind of looking at it, mm -hmm. like in a meditation. Uh, I'm so glad you said that because 
that's been a practice I've been doing for years now. I didn't know other people did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. When a thought comes that doesn't feel good, it's usually I, you know, the really pesky ones. Yeah, I, I, I imagine in my mind's eye like a piece of my brain, like mm. literally like hovering in front of me. Yes, and it's that whatever that thought is, mm-hmm. and then just kind of dissolving it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it sounds really silly, but mm-hmm. energetically you feel the difference. You feel like kind of that space. You said space allows for healing. Yes. You feel that space, that separation between you and this this thought or this pattern mm-hmm. or this feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, no, I know when we do these things in our head, we're not sure if other people do it yeah, too, but like, it's, it's my, yeah, that's my thing I always, always, always do. Then um, I get worried. I'm like, did it? Did I really like? <laughs> did, did that help? Piece of my what am out? I doing? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Mind over matter. Yeah, yeah, totally. But your wisdom guided you. You're doing it for a reason, right? Yeah. Then I have to pull anxiety it'll, it'll out. And, like, look at the anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. You, you opened up space inside your mind. Yeah. For something more constructive. And then it, you know, here's the cool thing about Ryan and I. He's more grounded. Like I'm the one that's like the fairy child that loves the spiritual stuff, and he's more mm-hmm. in human world. But that's beautiful for both of us because he teaches me that it's okay to be human, that the rela- the relationship doesn't mm-hmm. need to be 100% all the time. And maybe one day it will be. But, but then don't you think that the contrast, I don't call it conflict, I mm-hmm. call it contrast, mm-hmm. you know, that is presented in relationships, that's actually what is allowing us to grow? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle talks about that, too. It's like, if you don't have the opposite, like, if you come in to learn about love, you can't learn about love if you don't experience the opposite you know the right. self-judgment the attack all of that so yeah it's our judgment that it's 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 all the judgment of right and wrong that really gets us yeah. sticky when you really realize that then you don't a hundred percent relationship then the mm-hmm. definition of it changes mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. from a hundred percent happily ever after yep. to a hundred percent no matter what's happening, mm-hmm. I'm going to be present mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to this experience and mm-hmm. allow it to create that expansion that it's meant to mm-hmm. create. Totally. Yeah. And I think the, the thing that's really important for people listening to, it's like if you're in a very unhealthy thing that can't, there is no space for growth or anything mm-hmm. like that, your wisdom will tell you. My wisdom, interestingly enough, like I just kept feeling, even when it was rocky, you know, we did we did break up at one point and that's exactly what we needed because we couldn't mm-hmm. see past our egos. We needed yeah. deep, deep space. But now all I kept hearing in the hard parts was patience, patience, mm. patience. And that can be wisdom. Wisdom can say, wait, wisdom doesn't need to be, this mm-hmm. needs to end or this needs to, you know, there's no black and white. It can, it can just say, you two are growing. This might not be passionate every moment of the day, mm-hmm. but just wait. That's all I kept hearing. Yeah. Um, and something keeps you going. But just mm-hmm. know that if you're in something unhealthy, you don't have to, like your wisdom will tell you, get out, leave, um, mm-hmm. and listen to that. And I mean, this has been the case from the beginning, because I remember when we met, you told mm-hmm. me how you guys had initially met years oh, ago, yeah. had a coffee date or something. Mm-hmm. And then one of you said, I'm not ready. Yeah. No, we. And then seven years later, yeah. some crazy. I was like, whoa. Yeah, we've like, had a while. We met in our early 20s. And yeah. um, I was waiting tables, and he came up and asked if I needed help cleaning up. <laughs> but I That's thought that so was cute because it wasn't like, hey, you're cute. It was like, do you need help cleaning up? But now we that laugh because I'm the one that cleans more. He hires the cleaning lady. 
because he hates cleaning. I was like, I thought that you were going to. Put gonna... himself out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was, was a good pickup line. It was a good pickup line. Yeah, for everyone out there, you know, <laughs> looking to pick up a lady. Acts of service. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the we were young and neither one of us wanted anything um, committed back then. But there was, we just adored each other and thought each other were super cool. And then mm. like eight years after that ended up coming into each other's awareness again and I think too when you like run into him and something yeah oh yeah all sorts of weird stuff like (laughs) my ex at the time was sitting in front of me and Ryan is an actor so obviously yes your show um and above his head was a tv and Ryan's head was above my ex's head before we got together and I'm looking at this going like what is that did you recognize him yeah 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 well because we had dated eight years prior so I and and I but I didn't have anybody to tell because I was sitting across from my ex so I'm inside of myself going this is crazy right now i can't tell anyone how crazy that's funny yeah but just stuff like that and um, oh that's insane (laughs) yeah i don't know too you guys it's like i look back at the whole thing and it really is loosening your grip and surrendering Mm. to life moving through you because you can look at breakups as a bad thing and oh if i can never be with that person again but it's Again, those are beliefs of our society. Maybe that's mm-hmm. exactly what you needed. And it doesn't mean uh, because everybody else is doing it differently than you really, really listen to what's right for you. And it could be a deeper spiritual relationship for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think sometimes uh, we're, we're getting kind of towards the yeah. towards wrapping up. But I do want to ask you one more question. Sometimes we make a decision about a person that, mm-hmm. oh, I'm uh, this is the person for me. And we make that decision very early on mm-hmm. into knowing them. And they come into your life for a reason. There is growth that happens in every relationship, no matter mm-hmm. how long it is. However... What ends up happening is if that is uh, not meant to be yeah. a super long-term relationship, mm-hmm. we have a hard time going with that flow yeah. of that particular relationship because mm-hmm. we have a hard time saying, I made a mistake. Yeah. I guess my question is, how do you work through that? How do you uh, set your ego aside or how do you get out of your own way are there things that people can do mm-hmm. practically mm-hmm. to help themselves work through that? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question. I think the thing, too, that, that's occurring to me is if you're meant to be with the person, you would be, mm-hmm. right? So then it's kind of like, well... Which could trigger another ego, right? Yeah. It's like, but, but my gut was telling me he's the one. Yeah, yeah. But know? if he was, you'd be there. Like, in this mm-hmm. present moment you would be together. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the fact that you're not must mean for some reason Mm -hmm. you're not meant to be because that's just looking at what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. Our mind wants to create a story of like, it was a mistake, it was this, it was that. I did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. It was meant to be and I messed it up. That's you and your George Judson bubble again, (laughs) caught up in your thinking. Oh, there I am in mistake thinking. So it's a a lot of acceptance of the present. Oh, totally. Yeah, because if you, if you, you know I've been through that too like I thought this person was we were supposed to be together and blah 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 blah. and it's like well you would be if you were mm-hmm. and Ryan and I are and we weren't at a certain point so we weren't supposed to be <laughs> yeah, you were. so it, yeah it is yeah. going like let me 
And this is huge in relationships too. Let me look at what is actually happening. Right now. Right now. Or even mm-hmm. in the relationship because we we get in these illusions of, well, this person was so amazing and they this and they mm-hmm. that. Ryan was talking about a friend of his um, recently and was saying all these things about how great the person was. And I had to bring to his attention. I said, yeah, but that person isn't as great as you're saying they are because it's all of these other things too. And he was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Because we're in this illusory thing of like, this person was meant for me and we're so forgiving in our head, but yeah, really look. And then when it flips, it flips completely the other way. It's like that person was the devil. Totally, we look for proof of our beliefs. That's (laughs) the function. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. we look for proof everywhere. And I think you you just said it, but like, you know, it it might've been the right person for that time. Yeah, yeah. But like Mm -hmm. that journey's over. Right. It might come back, but right now it's Mm -hmm. not, that's not what present for you. Mm -hmm. Totally, and our mind thinks that we know. So if you're not with the person, in that moment you're not meant to be with the person, and if you are, you are. That's what's happening in this moment. shows up above your boyfriend's head on TV, then, you know, maybe. Oh, it's so, our mind, yeah. Our mind, like, wants to control everything. If we can just loosen our grip and go with the flow. You know, was he also, like, tall, dark, and handsome? He was shorter. He was. My girlfriends laugh. They're like, you date handsome guys, Jamie. I'm like, thanks. Thanks. Well, you're a pretty girl. Thank you. But no, that's a, yeah, it's funny. funny. We laugh. (laughs) Well, Jamie, it's been such an incredible pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for being so open about your relationship and about love and and everything that you have gone through to get to this place mm-hmm. and how can people reach out and connect with you yeah um i have lots of different ways so my instagram is my name at jamie wasney uh, my website jamie and i also teach if people want to see me in person right mm-hmm. now currently i'm at the den meditation it's on um there's in two los locations angeles. in los angeles and uh, yeah, I usually teach, I teach five days a week, so you can pop in on one of my classes um, or reach out through my website. And if you want to talk about your relationship and go deeper into this, I'm always mm-hmm. happy to set something up. And at the Den, do you also teach Reiki there or, or just Yes, meditation? so I teach, I do Reiki circles too, um, okay. which is energy healing, if you guys are newer to it. They're but magical. It, yeah. yeah. I've been, we attended yeah. one of your Reiki uh, circles a, years ago. a mm-hmm. few years ago and really quite magical experience. It's pretty, and if you haven't experienced it, you just kind of have to experience it for yeah. yourself because mm-hmm. there's no words for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I lead the trainings level one through master as well. And then I do animal communication trainings also. So awesome. mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff and retreats. I got a couple of retreats. We don't know where yet, but lined up for this year. So <laughs> it's nice though, if you want to go deeper into this yeah, and, yeah. and we might be doing yes, some exactly. workshops together. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're very excited about that. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and do you have any final words of advice for somebody who is in that situation of, mm. should I stay or should I go? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a great question. Really trust yourself. Trust mm-hmm. yourself, not the advice of the people that are around you, not your friends. Just close your eyes, tune in, and listen. I don't know is a perfectly acceptable answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know wait is a perfectly acceptable answer. Yeah, tune in, listen, and question anything that feels less than peaceful. Because you are. You literally, at your core, are a peaceful presence with clarity, Forgiveness, creativity, again, the child, the rose, the animal. And it's just our normal to think that we're not in this world. So if you don't feel that, you're caught up and just look at it. Thank you, Jamie. You're welcome. Thank you so (laughs) much. You're welcome. Thank you, guys.
So be sure to follow Jamie on Instagram, Jamie Wozni, and uh, check her out on uh, jamiewozni.com and seek out her help. She is really quite magical being. And uh, if you have an opportunity to attend one of her classes at the Den Meditation in Los Angeles, we really recommend you doing that. The Reiki Share Circle is really an incredible experience. So look on her calendar. If you see that, definitely pop in there. And if you want to connect with us, we are at Peace Unleashed on Instagram. That's where we share love notes with you every single day. And I have lives where I answer your questions about the internal world. So connect with us through that. And if you want to work with us at any capacity, check out peaceunleashed.com. And until next time, when we come back and dive into another aspect of the internal world, we wish you a peace-filled day.